Are you are you eating cereal right now? <laughs> no. Oh. I was like, why are you guys looking at me like that? Um, what no, are you eating? Macaroni and cheese. Oh, oh, okay. I just didn't realize it was dinner time. I thought it was. I could eat dinner right now and not podcast with you guys, but I'd rather enjoy it with you. All right. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. Okay. Right. What kind of is it? Like uh, SpongeBob mac and cheese, or? Oh. Please stop criticizing everything I'm eating and drinking, Alan. You know what? This what is, is that? Like? It looks like it's it looks, actually it looks like a urine. Apple cider vinegar. No, it's actually someone Charm got me city? this. Elson, it's Charm City. It's um. Mead. Oh, it's mead. It's, it's oh. Like a, it's like a hipster mead place. This is like um. It's like alcoholic mead. No, it's like non-alcoholic mead. Well, I'm just no, like no, you were. You I were downing water. that thing. I didn't realize it was oh. alcohol. Well, it's just okay. Anyway, here we go. Starting over. Welcome back to another episode of The Torrent, a podcast giving you discussions on music, movies, TV, and video games. I'm your host, Nick. I got Alan. I got Matt. Back with me again. Guys, what's up? Hey, Nick. I'm fine. How are you? Good. I almost said back again. <laughs> Instead of did you? Yeah, I almost said. There's a little B in there. Is it because I got back, Nick? You got back, yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, you got back. Okay. Yeah, you got back. She do. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, what was up with your uh, lukewarm um, greeting here? I don't know. I'm just... Kind of hating, you know, a lot of people are hating on AI, and it's bumming me out a little bit, so. Oh, so it's a contextually relevant. Yeah, out, just, right? yeah, I'm just a little upset over, over all the negative connotation, but it's whatever. Oh, that's, okay. because, that's because your ideal girlfriend is probably uh, AI, right? Yeah, and Elon Musk is, like, actively <laughs> trying to ruin that for me, and I'm pissed off. And Mark Zuckerberg yeah. is pretty much an android, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, so. Uh, we'll, we're get gonna, that, yeah. we'll, we'll get into all that a little bit later, but first, let's uh, let's start the weekly download here, guys. Uh, this week's weekly download is brought to you by Jack Wagons. Do you like to degrade your fellow man while also winning the hearts of your audience and peers? <laughs> that is a complete reference to... Uh, if Have you guys seen Full Metal Jacket? There is an actor. His name is R. Lee Emery, uh, or Aramy. He just died. He's, he's, the, he's the famous uh, drill sergeant from... Full Metal Jacket. Oh and from, yeah, yeah. Um, what was in the, what was the uh, Saving Silverman? He was the coach in Saving Silverman. If you have seen that, yeah. uh, he just died. So oh yeah, condolences oh. go out to his family, and I uh, just wanted to give him a little shout out on the podcast oh. today, guys. So um, famous for uh, like I said, degrading fellow man in a uh, Jill Sargent fashion, and uh, he had a I think it was a Kleenex commercial or something, or a Geico commercial where he called everyone a jack wagon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. I, I love that scene from Full Metal. Is it Full Metal Jacket? Yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Like, there's like that opening scene where like he's just, or I don't know if he even knows the opening scene, but he's just repping into like all the new recruits yep. as a drill sergeant. Yep. I, that's the only part I've seen that movie, but it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So. Yep. It's a shame. <laughs> that's so a good actor. It is. Yeah, it is a shame. All right. So our first news story. Um, we're all big Lord of the Rings fans here. Um, have you guys heard about this new Amazon TV series that they're going to start, Lord of the Rings uh, Amazon Prime show? I did hear about it, and I have very low expectations, but that's a good thing for me because it, even if it's like um like a little bit good, I'll yeah. be um 
that'll be better than what I think it will be. So, so do you guys think they needed to do a Lord of the Rings series? I, now, it's I, I, it's unclear whether they're going to follow the same storyline as the three movies, or if it's based around one of the other Tolkien stories. So, what do you guys think? Do you would you want to see a long form adaptation, a la Game of Thrones, in the Lord of the Rings setting with the story we've already seen, or would you rather see something new with new characters? I um would love to see like spin-off stuff because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the Lord of the Rings universe. Yeah. Similar what I think is now happening to the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And all their movies. I really want that to happen with Lord of the Rings. Because mm. there was that book, The Silmarillion, which I never yep. read. Yep. And uh, they did make movies for the Hobbits and stuff. But there's a lot of a lot of things going on in that universe. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. I mean they they released an extended edition of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and that had like I don't know, uh, three more hours total of, of story time. So we, we kind of got the the full version. Now, granted, characters like Tom Bombadil and all that other stuff was left out from the book, That which is fine. But, I mean, is he crucial to the plot line? Meh. You know, was he necessary? Eh. No, but very cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd still still be cool to hear about him and yeah. have have some relevance there. So, so and apparently the the series is going to be five seasons, so they have a uh, beginning and they have a game plan. So we know it's at least going to oh, be five seasons and all that stuff. So, same length as like Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, something like that. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. All right. Next, um, Solo: A Star Wars Story that comes out in a few weeks. We got a new trailer. We got a full a full trailer for it. Um, have you guys checked out the new trailer yet, Alan? I have not seen it yet. No. Okay. Looks like we get a better look at Han Solo and Chewie, how Han met Chewie. We see the famous poker game uh, where Han Solo presumably wins the Millennium Falcon from Lando. I think Donald Glover looks awesome as Lando Calrissian in these trailers. I think he's going to kill the role. Um, Matt has no idea who these people are because he hasn't seen the original trilogy yet. Um, I, okay. I know who Lando is, okay. and especially because I play the games. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, um, this whole, like, um, what prequel? I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about them. Or okay, I kind of forgot that he won the Millennium Falcon. Okay. I'm yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty excited though. I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna like this, Matt. It's it looks very um western. If you see the yeah. Uh, so I um it looks like a space have... western. Right. Yeah. Right. And I love that. I think that's very cool. That's yeah. a cool vibe. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> looks pretty good. You're you're yeah. still indifferent about it, Alan. Yeah, I'm still on the fence with this one. I, I, I'm still thinking it could it could definitely miss more than it will hit. So I I agree. I think uh, I think it will do okay. It's a Star Wars movie. I think it's going to be really good. It it actually might end up making a ton of money because the Last Jedi was very controversial in the the eyes of Star Wars fans, and uh, I think this movie is good counter programming to that, where it's just a fun action adventure movie set in the Star Wars universe, and it might kind of. Uh, cleanse the palate a little bit of everyone from the the big grandiose uh, philosophical decisions that they made in Last Jedi. So, this might yeah, be we'll good. see. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to gaming, um, guys. God of War is coming out this Friday uh, for PlayStation. It's being called a masterpiece. Uh, IGN gave it a ten out of ten. Gamespot gave it a nine out of ten. Game Informer gave it a nine five out of ten. Um, I, the reviews I've read so far from people who've played the game has, has said that um, the relationship between Kratos and his son throughout the game is very reminiscent of the relationship in The Last of Us. So you get that kind of emotional depth and storytelling with uh, some of the, um, the awesome 
action of a God of War game mixed with um, the current graphics of today. And um, the game looks beautiful. The storyline's awesome. And the, they said the combat is is great. So um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, always be wary of, you know, the big name reviewers giving, a, giving good accolades to a game because it has been shown in the past before that they can be paid off and stuff but sure. in general it's usually a pretty good sign and you know definitely wait for the critical reception of the the players and the fan base sure. but i think it looks exciting i think it looks fun and yeah i think like you said the relationship between kratos and his son adds a whole other dimension to the game that should be really interesting so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm excited uh my brother actually ended up got the game so um i'll have Ooh. it for friday so i'll give my oh, cool. uh, little preliminary review next on the next episode nice. he pre-ordered it is it uh he did pre-order it. yep, oh, yep. Cool, actually cool. he had a gift card so he ended up getting it for like a dollar <laughs> Oh, awesome. That's so, great. Easy purchase, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, next, moving on to some music. Uh, Nicki Minaj came out with some new songs. Uh, Barbie Tings and uh, Chun-Li. Oh, yeah. Alan, me and you were listening to the songs before the podcast. What you would you think of them? I know you're a big Nicki Minaj fan. Yeah, I mean, I always love everything she puts up, but these, yeah. were, these were great songs. They, uh, uh, she always has really good flow, yep. and her lyrics are always just right on point and really just in your face and, yeah. and cool. They're not very catchy songs. They're not like songs that you'd hear on like a pop station or anything like that. But they're still they're still good and they're still very much her style and very much her rap game. So yeah, cool. Um, Have you guys seen the uh, the album for for Chun Li? The cover? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. uh, just on Spotify, I think. Yeah. You oh, go, so you should go look like right now. Like right now. In fact, everyone listening to this right should go look at that. Cover. Pull up the Google machine real quick. <laughs> for real, it's literally like getting to the point where you're just kind of like. Good lord. Like, this is basically <laughs> softcore pornography. Oh, Jesus, this is pretty bad. <laughs> like, can you imagine kids walking through, like, record, or, like, CD stores being like, what the heck is this? I've never seen anything like this. I could put one of those, like, adult covers on the front of it where it's, like, blocked off for children to see me. Yeah, like, plastic. Or something. Yeah, the plastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the really, you can't see through it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Do you guys That's... ever get caught looking at those, in like Fye or whatever? You were shopping with your parents, and you're just like casually like side eye glance at it, and your parents are like, "Alan, what are you doing?" Oh yeah, <laughs> no, nothing, Bob. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's probably not a real thing anymore because no. all the kids have like iPhones now. I know. So they, yeah. they can just go to the bathroom and just look at whatever they want to. <laughs> yeah, the unconscious is what we're talking about right now. The what? struggles of being a '90s kid. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right? We had to actually yeah. like work to look at this kind of stuff. <laughs> Guys, do you want to hear this crazy story about when I was in fifth grade? Yes, please. Okay. Kevin, you all know Kevin. Yep. I don't want to say his last yeah, name. Yeah, in yeah, case. yeah, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin had a Playboy that he got from his house, brought it into school, and I was like, man, I really want to look at that. So I took, so he let me use it. Took it in and put it in the top part of my pants and put my shirt over it. Went to the bathroom for like probably 20 minutes and just like flipped through the pages. Probably read some articles. Oh, yeah, for the articles, obviously. Yeah. The articles are pretty just, great. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, it was good editorials and stuff in there. So, and, um, a teacher had to almost like get a, like a custodian to unlock the door because like kids were waiting in line and, and I was just like laying on the, I remember laying on the floor. Ew. I don't I had no clue about germs and stuff. Just like, ah, oh, man. So that was my first Playboy. In fifth wow. Grade. 
Kids got it easy these days, you know? Seriously, kids can just go home and be like, oh, I'm going to look at whatever I want to on my phone. No, I had to tuck it into my pants and go <laughs> into the bathroom style, in like school. a piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? So, uh, the tangent. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, that's right. We've had a lot of tangents this season. No, no that's so, fine. So. Um, Alan, no. I know uh, Nicki Minaj and um, Cardi, Cardi B, B have, like, a feud going on a little bit, I think. Do yeah. they? Uh, kind of, sort of. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. Me and you are both really big fans of rap groups instead of like, not as much uh, individual rappers, but like you like rap groups like Wu Tang Clan and everything. We talked about it before. Migos and stuff, yeah. Yeah, Migos, yeah, yeah. Um, how awesome would it be if Nicki Minaj, Saweetie, and Cardi B came had like a rap trio going and they just like lit it up on fire? Dude, that'd be awesome. It'd be so sick. That'd be pretty badass. I think they have styles. I mean, they're similar style rappers in terms, like vocally, not just because they're women, but be, you know their style and, and all that stuff. So I think they would complement each other pretty well. I think it could be a pretty good collab. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sold on Sweetie, but definitely Cardi B. I was, B and just, Nikki. I was just trying yeah. to think fi- of a third yeah. popular. We'll have, one. The, we'll have to think of a good third. Yeah. Get back to it. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Next, uh, Taylor Swift had a couple of covers come out from a Spotify session. She played. Um, uh, what was the what was the other one? The Delicate. 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 Yes, she did, she did like an acoustic uh, she cover. She played yeah. acoustic cover of Delicate and acoustic cover of Earth, Wind, and Fire. September. Um, she got a little bit of a heat for September. A lot of people were like, oh, "This isn't this isn't the same style as the original song. This is a kind of a bad cover." Um, what do you guys think about it? Um, I personally thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought both of them were awesome. I don't know how she could take heat for it. She did it kind of like. Almost like, well, I mean, Alan, you would know better than me, but it seems like almost like old school Taylor, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was super cool and like mm-hmm. really good to hear. And they both sound awesome, I think, like really catchy. So um, I don't know. I love them. I think they're really cool. Yeah. What do you think, Alan? You're a T-Swift fan? Oh, yeah. I know. I thought both of them were pretty interesting. I could see why September might get some like some flack because she definitely did it in like a weird style and it kind of lost that funky rhythm of uh the original sure. 70s or 80s whenever it came out yeah, uh, yeah song so i could understand that but she didn't try and like really do like a strict cover of it which was kind of nice. she just did it in her own style so she kind of played homage to it while not trying to like uh one-up it so yeah and i i kind of agree i think you have to look at it as two separate things it's the same song same lyrics but um she's not doing a straight cover of the song so right it's a different feel which is good yeah all right, awesome. move, uh, yeah. Uh, moving on to some music picks here. Um, before I get to mine, I have a small correction. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had given a uh, we ta- I talked about a Glorious Sun songs being in a Westworld promo, um, and it was actually a Kanye West song um, called "Runaway." And oh. Gloria Suns <laughs> had done a cover of the song "Runaway," and it fooled the crap out of me because. If you listen to even Kanye's song, if you know anything about the Glorious Sons and you listen to that Runaway song, that song is written for the Glorious Sons. It's completely in their style in terms of like um, vocal patterns and the lyrics and uh, just the, this the style. So I thought I thought it was a Glorious Sun song. End up being a Kanye song. Kanye. Good for you, man. That's a great song. Yeah, it just it just goes to show how versatile Kanye West is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. Can write any song. Um, all right, but now for my music picks. My first one, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, "Till I Die." Uh, I think this song bumps. Um, it's it, he goes hard on this track. I'm 
I wouldn't call myself a fan of Machine Gun Kelly, but he does have a couple songs that I really like, and this being one of them. And uh, yeah, I think it's a good song. So if you're a big fan of rap and you want you want a song that bumps, uh, play this one. Uh, my next one was uh, Hands Like Houses, uh, Introduce Species. Hands Like Houses is a great uh, rock band right now. I think this singer's got a very unique vocal uh, vocal presence. Um, they're a heavier band, but he doesn't scream. He maintains a, you know, a, a nice singing voice in a lot of them. Um, I think this is a pretty enjoyable band for people who like, uh, who want some alternatives to, uh, some, some rock music. Um, you know, it's not your run of the mill stuff here on the radio. I think they do some pretty cool electronic mixes. Um, and they, it, it's a nice blend of, uh, electronic music and, um, you know, heavier, heavier rock music with, with great vocals. Nice. Yeah, that song was pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty yeah. interesting. So, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, my music pick is "Dat Stick" by Rich Brian, also known as Rich Chiga. Uh, <laughs> this is a pretty interesting song. Uh, he is a young Asian uh, kid who just sounds like the like most ghetto black dude you've ever heard. Sure. And he just goes hard in the, hard in the song and definitely fools you to think that he's you know not quite the same person he is. And he uh, he definitely can rap and he can definitely. Uh, has good flow, so worth 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 listening to. Yeah, he's really young, and uh, he's been on. I've seen him before. I heard of his music. I saw him on. Uh, there's an internet sh- web uh, channel on YouTube called uh, First We Feast, and he's been on a oh. couple of their uh, their food shows, doing like spicy food challenges and stuff, and talking to uh, Sean Evans from Hot Ones, and um, going around to all the cool um, uh, Asian restaurants in New York City and stuff like that. So. Yeah, he's, a, he's he's been around. Yeah, it's 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 a good song. Cool. I have never heard that song. I've never heard that song before, and it sounds pretty sweet. So, <clears throat> good thing. Um, my song is called "Get My Dough" by Esther Dean. It's basically about like taking money to have sex, but it's not a big deal. So, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's actually though, it's like it sounds weird, but it's actually really really catchy and very awesome. So, cool. uh, yeah, check it out. She's the uh, chick from uh, Pitch Perfect. So. Uh, yeah, I um, actually didn't know that until Alan told me that. So, very interesting. I didn't know that. Props to her. She, yeah, she does acapella versions of a lot of, like, I think, like almost all of her songs. So, mm. if you're into that, that's worth checking out. Cool. Definitely. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at the Torrent Podcast on Twitter and Facebook, and at the Torrent Podcast at gmail.com. All right, moving on to the main topic. Now we're talking AI, artificial intelligence. Um, the concept of artificial intelligence has been something that I think we as humans have talked about for um, quite a while now. It's starting to pop up more and more in, in uh, everyday media. And, um, you know, there's some short, we're not quite there yet, but I think every day we get closer and closer to actually creating consciousness. And, uh, you know, you know, guys, it's either going to uh, help humanity greatly for a while or it's going to start our eventual apocalypse. So, um, how, Alan, I'll start with you. How do you feel about AI? What's your take on AI? Um, I think we're, you're saying off the top of the show that uh, there's some could be some negative connotations, especially in movies and, and TV, of uh, some of the dangers of AI and cautionary tales about AI. But uh, um, how do you feel about it? Yeah, there is a there is a lot of negative connotation towards it. Not a lot, but definitely some. And while I understand that, I think. Uh, I've always been a huge proponent of uh, AI and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to do a lot of really cool things with the world and a lot of good. I mean, if you look at the big things now, there's neural networks that are becoming huge things in um, businesses and social media where you can actually like 
interpret things as if a brain were to interpret it. Mm -hmm. That's all really cool. And there's just a lot of really, really interesting science to explore in this area. And it's just cool in the sense that as human beings, we're very limited in our power to think. And, you know, we can't process it at the same speed that like a computer can. Right. You know, we can't do the same kind of calculations in a second that a computer can. Right. But we can create these things that can do that. And so that we have this sort of um, knowledge and understanding that we're limited as human beings, but we can create things that are almost unlimited. And that's exciting to me. You know, that really means that there's a lot of possibility in the world of artificial intelligence and just science in general. So Sure. Dude, that was a very interesting explanation. Oh, that was you. nice. I think about <laughs> how, how crazy it is that we are creating something that can be so smart that it can do things that we are not capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just so shows, really, shows how smart humanity is in that sense. Yeah, right. Like, right. who's smart now, computers? <laughs> well, <Maybe>. they are. <laughs> True. Um, well, we're the creators, so. So there's been a lot of material lately in movies and TV and video games uh, on, you know, ass- assuming that humanity gets to the point where we actually are creating consciousness, what kind of, what, um, what rights does those consciousness, conscious now beings as artificial intelligence have and uh, how should we move for how should we move forward um once they get to that point i know um you know we we talk about black mirror a lot amongst ourselves um on and outside of the the podcast but um a lot of the big themes with uh black mirror is digital rights a lot of the if you notice the, the theme across the whole show is um, they'll have a digital creation, a digital version of someone, you know, like some sort of AI type of thing where it's a conscious being just digitized. And what sort of rights do they have? Because they technically aren't real people, you know what I mean? But they, they live inside this, this device and how, how, how can they be treated? And, and we, we kind of see the effects of that now f- for Black Mirror, a lot of that is doom and gloom. We see the worst case in, in the worst case scenarios with the exception of a couple of episodes. Um, but how do, how do you feel? How do you feel we should approach um, digital rights, I guess, and uh, art of, you know, AI rights uh, overall? Yeah, I think it's it's a very tricky topic because it's very unexplored territory. Yeah, for sure. I think the big thing is just to make sure that as we're progressing, we're also progressing with the rules and restrictions and uh, um, law interpretation of how these things should be treated. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at, uh, I believe the company's AlphaGo, who created um, some of the first like uh, well-known AI, and I think they're owned by Google now. Okay. But one of the, one of the first things they did was they said, okay, well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to create a department that's focused on uh, legislation around AI and like. Mm. As we create new things and we develop new technology, we're going to make sure that there's laws in place that control and govern these things and that there's ethics involved too. So sure, I think that's kind of the, the big thing is that as you explore this new territory, you need to make sure that you do it little by little and that as you go along, you're creating ethics and laws around it. So mm-hmm. so are you talking, Nick, in terms of like 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 almost like human rights, but it, but for, for AI kind of thing? Yeah, so let's, let me use uh, the Black Mirror example again. So um, in one episode of Black Mirror called the Black Museum, uh, you're oh, able, to, you're able to download your consciousness to a device, and then the one character exploited that consciousness, and he was able to use that one um, guy on death row, put him put him in a uh, museum and people could electrocute him over and over again. He was like a famous killer or whatever. So, um, you know, is that ethical if he, if the, if it's programmed where he can experience pain over and over again, and it's technically someone's 
what was someone's consciousness loaded into this device is it ethical to treat the treat them inhumanely you know i'm talking like that kind of stuff so Um, i actually saw that episode i think you might have recommended that episode for me i so i i can't even really wrap my head around how you could split a consciousness into some type of ai or something like that yeah it's just you know ignore the science and how that all works and just just let's go with the assumption that this technology exists and how you know how do we handle it i guess so i guess i would say that if an ai is able to express um feelings and discomfort or uh you know, um, that kind of like those types of things, like it's yeah. able to express preferences or um, distastes for things, mm-hmm. then those um, requests should be like heated kind of. Right. However, then that's interesting because like, what if you have an AI that just can't express in a way that we would understand, or you get to kind of things like, like, um, uh, like humane animal rights and stuff like that. And like yep. feed lots and like chicken, can, chickens can't, um, express that so I don't know that's like really muddy territory right I would think though that once it's able to express that it doesn't that it doesn't like something or it does like something or something like that mm-hmm. then um, then those should be respected but okay you know, so this, that's, this is like a first for all of uh, yeah I mean it's a heavy topic and this might not really be um, kind of in our wheelhouse of the podcast but it's an, it's an interesting topic to think about it especially is. when you talk uh when you're talking ai you know um there's another episode to uss callister i think it's the season four premiere episode of of uh, black mirror where um the game developer gets a uh, little dna samples from his co-workers and he has this device and he creates digital clones of his co-workers that he can then boss around in a video game you know what i mean and they know their they're, they know they think they're themselves so it's a digital so if you were put in a video game right it, but it's a clone of you it's not the real you do you have rights like if you don't want to be there do you do you have to be there if somebody tells you to you know what i mean like it's it starts to really muddy the waters a little bit in terms of all that stuff yeah and i think another episode that really Sorry to keep on the Black Mirror train. No, it's fine. Yeah, I think they're good examples. Episode, so. Yeah, I think one episode that's really interesting uh, that I think you guys have seen is White Christmas. Yes. Um, and I think what's really, really interesting about this episode is it touches on exactly this. Mm-hmm. There's one part of the episode where they create a clone of consciousness and they say, you know, it's just a slave. It just It's meant to do all your tasks for you and you don't have to worry about it. Right. It just takes care of everything with you and it's not a real person. And then in the second half of the episode, they have that exact same clone, and it confesses to a murder, essentially. Right. And they say, yep, that's your confession. You just confessed to a murder. Even though the, literally yeah. in the other part of the episode, they said, it's not a real person. And it's right. just like, where, where do you split the line? Where's the duality there and right, stuff? It's right. really interesting. So Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously Westworld, too, uh, which we'll touch on a little bit later, Westworld deals a lot of that. Like, how much responsibility does humanity have once we get AI to a point where they can develop consciousness? You know, are 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 they just there to serve our our, our human needs, or are they, you know, if they can think and they can feel and they can improvise and they pass a Turing test and they're all, you know, and they're capable of uh, living by themselves? You know, what do we do with that? All right, now moving on a little bit, let's talk uh, some AI and music a little bit now. Matt, I've I've heard some rumors that uh, there's been sophisticated computer programs and a little bit of uh, AI predictive softwares that actually write pop songs now. Okay, yes. So um, there is that one song. It's called Daddy's Car, and it's yep. 
allegedly created by AI and it's created by like algorithms and stuff like that. Sure. And, um, so like the, the way they explain it is like, like um, scientists have created this first ever entire song is composed by artificial intelligence. But then they'll say things like, um, um, like this guy uh, arranged everything and produced the songs and wrote the lyrics. Okay. And so, and so that's where I'm kind of like, oh, wow, that's insane. If you guys, I don't know if you've listened to this song. It's like it, it just analyzes common songs and finds um, chords that would fit together mm-hmm. from a mathematical standpoint, which is definitely a real thing yep. and very interesting and super mm-hmm. cool. Um, but so that doesn't surprise me that it can find chords that fit well mathematically because chords that sound good do mathematically fit together. Okay. But, um, which has to do with frequencies and stuff. We can yeah. get into that. But anyway, <laughs> um, but when they say like, oh, then so this uh, was like created by AI, but it was com- but it was like produced by this dude, this like real human dude, and okay. the lyrics were written. I want to be like, okay, then what did this machine do? So I'm not exactly sure. I don't know how um, transparent they are about that. But the fact that that is happening now is very cool. That's kind of like getting into the realm of uh, artificial intelligence creating music. So it sounds like we have the capability to paint figuratively with giant broad strokes using computers with musically like, and then it still, it still needs us as humans to Mm kind of put the final touches on it to give it the detail it needs. But, but you know, if you're painting a picture, it kind of gets the out, you know, if you're painting a human, it gets the outline of a human but yeah. it doesn't get all the facial details and all the, the details that make it look lifelike. I viewed it as if like the computer provides the information, but we need to provide the context, kind of. Okay. So, um, so like if it's giving out these like this like MIDI code kind of things, we're the ones who need to assign instruments to it and do that kind of thing. Sure. Um, so that's still you know not super like we we don't have AI musicians yet. Right. Um, like completely AI. So, but until then, that would be really awesome. But. So yeah, so this is interesting, and like music with AI is definitely probably something that's going to really take off because I bet you, one of the like most, I bet you there will be algorithms eventually that like create the most popular songs based on just like taking all of the most popular songs and analyzing the chord structures and stuff like that, and then just combining all that information. I bet you that's something that does that worry you at all? I mean, if if all if all our music ends up being just computers who generate it, generate a bunch of excuse me, generate a bunch of noises and, uh, you know, we just listen to it. Now it yeah. kind of takes the art out of music, you know what I mean, a little bit. So how do you I'd guys be, feel about that? I'd be surprised to see that just because I feel like a lot of this is still going to be a synergy thing where, yeah, you might get a, a portion of a song that's created by, you know, artificial intelligence or a robot, but the other portion is still going to be an artist doing vocals over the top of it or putting some kind of, music, you know, artistic touch on it. Sure. I think I think a lot of that is, is what AI is going to fall down to is that, even in science and technology and stuff, there's still going to be a human component that has to come into it. Yeah. So. so I think I think Alan's right. I I do think that AI maybe will eventually be able to create music that you would like would be indistinguishable from music created by humans. Mm-hmm. But I do know also that people in like surveys and stuff and just the humans in general typically um, say that like doing certain things with robots would make them uncomfortable. So that's why like when AI will replace all of basically all of McDonald's and all of fast food and produ- food production can be replaced all by AI. Right. That's going to be fine. But thing like jobs like teachers and therapists and um, 
very personal jobs mm-hmm. are those that are going to be the last jobs ever that are going to be taken over by AI because people generally feel uncomfortable around or I'm like doing like a personal kind of thing sure. with AI like that. So yeah. I, I think kind of like what Alan was saying, music might be something similar to that where like people will be like, oh yeah, the song is really great, but I'd rather just listen to something that a, a human, an actual person made. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then real quickly though, like overall still AI is not very much involved in music, especially not compared to like other things that are happening in our life. But um, one thing is uh, this thing called arpeggiators. And they kind of create like like a pattern of tones and you put in the parameters kind of. So like if you want it, um, you can like pick a type of like a, almost like you can hold a chord down and it will take those three notes. For example, if you hold the triad down, it'll take those three notes and then it will pick um, other notes in that sequence. And then it will add those notes in and it'll create a rhythm. So you can basically like add a bunch of effects onto an arpeggiator, mm. hold three notes down, and then with the effects and with the arpeggiator picking the notes that mathematically fit in, mm-hmm. it kind of creates like a whole, not like a whole song, but like definitely like it could create an entire verse to a song. Cool. It nice. takes a lot of tweaking, but yeah. yeah, AI in music is not great, but it's kind of interesting. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Over the course of video games, we've seen a lot of uh, great AI characters come up in video games. Uh, we've had Cortana in Halo. We've had Gladys. Uh, we've had um, Legion and Mass Effect. There's probably a ton more that I'm forgetting. Um, any any stand out to you in particular that you thought was a either a good representation of AI or um, a, a version of AI that you would really like to see in the future? Uh, I think Cortana is kind of a cool example of AI. Yeah. Uh, and what I imagine it more being like in the future, mm-hmm. because she's more of an aid, more of a helper, uh, somebody that's kind of almost a companion to the the human, and they work they work in conjunction with each other. Sure. And I think that's kind of a cool representation of it. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I mean we're already starting to see a little bit of it with like Siri and Alexa and Google Home and all that stuff. Like that's like a very very primitive version of what. Uh, something like Cortana could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of like a kind of do it all person on your shoulder, keeping tabs on you, making sure you're doing all right. Yeah, cool. They also have the the ghosts from Destiny. Oh yeah, the little flying things. I think that's like a cliched example, like a little cute robot that flies around but analyzes things for you. And yeah, you know. Well, you know, I mean, cool. it's good marketing. I mean, they right. Like, we're gonna get to a point where if if we do get technology like that, you know, industrial designers are gonna design something that looks cute and um, very friendly oh, for families and everything too. So there's a, yeah, there's yeah, a lot true. that goes into it. Um. All right, now let's move on to some uh, some movies and TV. So we've had a ton of examples. I mean, uh, The Matrix, Ex Machina, Star Wars, iRobot, Black Mirror. We already mentioned Westworld. We already mentioned. We've seen AI represented in a ton of movies and tv uh most of them i have to say with the exception of maybe star wars all of them are kind of bad like it doesn't end well for humanity um any of these movies stand out to you uh any you want to talk about um ex machina yes could we talk about how crazy that was yep that movie's insane and i remember when i first saw that movie alan was like <laughs> super into it because it was like a whole like weird romance kind of thing which like is something that 
it's gonna come up like wh at what point do we start having you know sexual or romantic relationships Dude, with, I, with computers I added, you know right i added it to the show notes i'm pretty sure you guys consciously ignored it but i'm gonna bring it up anyway real dolls those are getting weird so <laughs> can you explain what are you what are you talking about there can you no explain don't explain <laughs> yes this. nick thank you for asking i will explain Jeez. this <laughs> there is a type of doll now and I don't even want to say doll because that dumbs it down. There's a type of like <clears throat> lifelike silicone, um, <laughs> like fake. Do not, do not Google this. Do not Google. No, don't. You should. Don't. It's actually so insane. It's the most insane thing ever. There's these like weirdly like weirdly realistic dolls that have like ridiculous proportions that are basically insulting, and um. Alan is probably ordering one right now. So. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> and how do you yeah. know about these in the first place? Didn't we all look at this together? You brought it up. You brought it up. I don't know where you well, found you this. You guys looked at it. It's like, well, Matt jumped off the bridge first, but we followed him. So. <laughs> but why did you jump off the bridge first? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's just it's insane to me. And they're like $5,000. But... um. What do we want to? No, keep going. Keep going. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, we can we can react to it. Just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll accept your reactions. It is weird, but like, I don't even want to get into too keep much. Keep going. Detail. Keep going. No. 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 Like you just you have like no no that's no. no. But uh, to get to the point, um, <laughs> at what point do we start having relationships with AI? To the you know, when designers start designing things that are cute and family friendly, are they starting to design things that are you know more romantically friendly? And mm -hmm. there's definitely an audience there. There's definitely a consumer base there. And is, do you think is there's there a problem? Be, with, oh, sorry. Keep going. Yeah, I'll let you finish your uh, thought. Is there going to be ethical you know things tied to this? Are you going to be able to marry a robot one day? Are you going to like like what is it really going to come down to? You know, there there is good that can come out of it. You know, if there's robotic prostitution, it takes away from human prostitution, which can be really like awful and evil. Sure. and um enslaving and stuff so right oh sex trafficking and all that stuff yeah that's I a mean, good point there, there's a whole world there that it could really affect in both positive and negative ways so. so i'll agree with you on the prostitution angle but in terms of having a girlfriend and a wife that's a robot i mean isn't that concerning a little bit about the human condition is like instead of trying I mean, and actually winning the heart of, of another human being you're just like no nah, i'll just buy a robot just make Nick, her have my, you, however have you I seen make the real doll yeah. Have you seen these real dolls? I mean, it would work for me. I wouldn't mind. How it. bad can it be, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I also think you're right that that goes to like a psychological thing where like real dolls are going to, or like, I should stop just name dropping, but like this, AI. This is... podcast sponsored by <laughs> real dolls. <laughs> we are getting a free one each for using that name five times in the episode. So thanks, viewers. <laughs> Um, but like, uh, at what point is it going to be like, wow, talking to girls is hard, and um, I could just get an AI that's easy, and it doesn't matter what I say or how awkward I am. Sure. Eventually, we're all just going to be a bunch of weirdos, and we won't be able to have the courage to talk to other people. And... How... So switching gears here a little bit. From... <laughs> <laughs> just way to, way to like completely like one side. Like would, there could be a balance. Like a... Could be one people there one way, one people there another. No, way. I'm taking I a black a black mirror realism stance. Like I no. mean. Worst case scenario, for sure. Yeah. Um, how real? How real do you guys think is the possibility that AI just takes over and completely destroys humanity, and we become we become uh, batteries like in the Matrix or something for their for their power? I don't think it's that black and white. I don't think it's ever going to be that insane. You don't think so? No. 
I think we like similar to communism. We just like are are bred to like be afraid of things, and our immediate uh, like fear of like AI is to be like, oh wow, this is cool. Oh my gosh, this could take us over. That's really serious, mm-hmm. and we should we should be careful and be afraid of it, kind of thing. For like, sure. I think new new things are hard for for yeah. us as a species. So, and yeah. I and I understand why, but I I agree with that. I don't think it's going to be that. Mm-hmm. that I mean, this, they said the same thing about rock and roll. So. <laughs> True, but not quite. But you know, uh, they, they said, yeah. Know, at the time, they said rock and roll was evil and it was going to corrupt all the young people and turn them turn them into like that's true. They did, crazy they did satanic people. Like it's just sometimes yeah. things get over glor or not glorified, but over exaggerated. Um, one one way I think AI could be really beneficial to humanity is in the case of like Star Wars. Um, not many people make the parallels between uh, the droids you see in Star Wars with AI, but they are a form of AI. I mean, they do think on their own. They do make conscious decisions that aren't, you know, they have programming of what they're designed to do, but they can think for themselves. So um, you get cool droids. I mean, the famous ones are 2D2, C3PO, K2SO from Rogue One was a cool droid. Um, That is, in a sense... Yeah, BB-8, freaking BB-8. So cute. Yeah. Um, In a sense, those are forms of AI. And uh, if we get... If we get... uh, things like that i think that'd be pretty cool yeah definitely cool um any any last thoughts on uh, ai guys before we move on i mean i just personally think ai is super cool and i'm really excited to see what happens in the future it's interesting yeah. for sure oh actually you know what i will mention one more thing um boston dynamics who, have you guys seen a lot of those videos for the, the robots uh there's one we saw that one it was like a dog looking thing that can run and yeah, then you saw big dog, yeah. yeah the big dog and then we saw another one that could uh open the door for its buddy and then we saw and do backflips and do yeah. backflips and yeah. put you know stack boxes or whatever yeah. um some of that stuff's cool so we're we're slowly getting there in terms of uh in terms of uh, technology like that, but we're, we're still a long ways out, but there is some cool, cool things I think that will really help, um, you know, help uh, human race, you know? Yeah. And it's cool to see the duality of, you know, those are physically accurate robots, right? So they're, they're physically able to do certain tasks better than humans or that humans could do. Right. And then you get into like the neural networks where they're doing thinking like humans. And so once those two things start coming together, that's when it's going to be really magical. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Cool. Well, that kind of leads us right into our um, our final topic for this episode of the of the show. Um, Westworld season two it premieres this weekend. Um, so we just wanted to give a little preview discussion on season two, kind of what we expect, um, what kind of things we're thinking, maybe throw out some theories. So let me start with this. Um, so last season, you know, if you took the whole point of last season was. Um, and spoilers for season one of Westworld, by the way. So if you haven't seen it, uh, you probably want to end the podcast right now because we're going to be talking about it the rest of the time. But like, so real right now, yeah, for like right now. Um, right. So <laughs> so, uh, so last season, the whole the whole point of the show was about finding the maze. That was the reoccurring theme. Who two things? Who was Arnold uh, and finding the maze? Well, now we know who Arnold is, um, and the maze we discovered was. Um, was in themselves it was about the ai's discovering kind of learning that they i had the capability to be conscious beings and have consciousness and we see a lot in the trailers for the new season about references to the door to the door now a lot of people think the door is their way of escaping the park 
Um, we've seen looks. <laughs> There's Alan's cat. Um, <laughs> we've seen. We've seen shots of uh, the continuation of William and Logan's story. We've seen uh, more shots of Dolores. We've seen uh, shots of Shogun World, which is Park Two, which uh, goes from a Western style to a more medieval Japan uh, style realm. Um, Matt, you haven't had a chance to watch Westworld, but Alan, you have. What do you think of uh, some of the stuff you've seen from Westworld season two trailers so far? I think this is just going to be a crazy, crazy episode or a crazy season. Mm-hmm. I think all hell is going to break loose in the park, and we're going to see a lot of you know influx of uh, other characters that are kind of come in and influence the story. Sure. And I think it's going to be a really interesting dive into you know what happens when AI you know goes bad. Yeah. And how do the how do the people in the story react? And you know what what is the the contingency plan for this? You know what what's how's it all boiled down? So mm-hmm. I think it's going to show a lot of the the more negative side of of, of AI. So that'll be cool. Cool. Um, any care? Who's your favorite character in Westworld? Who do you who do you want to who are you excited to see back and uh, um, kind of see more to their story? Uh, I'm trying to remember is the the name. Uh, it's the 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 man in black. I guess they just call him. Oh, right? well, I don't think uh, he actually really? has him. Yeah, 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 yeah William. Man, mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see his character because I think he, there's a lot of interesting story there, and uh, the the kind of two di- separate time thing that's sort of in in yeah theory one. right now. Yeah. I want to see how that kind of colludes. So yeah, and it looks like we're going to see more to their story. Um, so so I know last we left uh, William and Logan, uh, he he had Logan tied to a horse naked. He kind of slapped the horse and sent him off on his way, and then he kind of started his own adventure. Um, but it looks like there might be more. We might see Lo- uh, William start to take over that company of uh, Delos and mm-hmm. uh, might get more to his um, kind of his descent into becoming who he eventually becomes. Um, there's a nice little duality within Westworld season one. I mean, you have you have Anthony Hopkins character Ford who um, who goes from being like, no, we're just I'm just running this park with robots and they don't have consciousness to uh, figuring out that they have consciousness and says, oh, shoot, um, you know, I'm actually running a like slave plantation pretty much with these people and uh, they are sentient beings and I have a responsibility. So he kind of goes off in his path. And then you have the man in black who pretty much goes from um, thinking that, you know, these hosts are sentient beings initially and then realizing that oh you know what they're just robots and um so you get this kind of duality where they go from one side to the other side over the course of season one so i'm assuming we're going to learn more um about all that yeah excited cool all right so we'll be back uh we'll be back next time talking about uh musicals um we're gonna break down some of our we'll, we'll do a best and worst segment we'll do best and worst musicals we'll each give uh our favorite and our least favorite. Um, Heck yeah. So, all right. This has been an episode of Tort. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Well, that's it for this episode of The Torrent. Thank you all for listening. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to send us an email, thetorrentpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Torrent Pod. We'll see you guys next time.